This is the Tribune Audio Network. This is the Backstory Podcast. I'm Larry Potash. On this show, we uncover the backstory behind some of the most intriguing tales in history, culture, science, and religion. In this episode, Donut Day sounds like another made-up holiday by a marketing firm. But its backstory goes back more than a century, when serving a donut means a lot more than just a sweet treat. It means putting their lives at risk. This is The Backstory. In an age of processed and fast food, making a donut is no big deal. But a century ago, it's quite special. Donut Day goes back to World War I, when donuts are made not far from the front lines. The soldiers begin lining up because they smell them, they know what's cooking, and this is a huge deal because donuts are not the easiest thing to make. Two women, Margaret and Helen, volunteer. These two women who volunteered, didn't have to, they volunteered to go to France, to be with the troops, to be in these horrible conditions, to risk their lives, to just do something nice, to do this kind thing that mom used to do for you just because she loved you. Margaret and Helen are part of a persecuted group that leads by example, and it all starts with donuts. Reverend William Booth and his wife leave their church in England in 1852 to take their message to the streets, along with food and clothing for the poor in London's East End. If you don't have physical needs met, you cannot truly concentrate on the spiritual. The idea is to restore their health, finances, and education, and introduce them to traditional churches in London. When that happened, the regular churches, the parishioners, didn't like these people from the East End. They were dirty, smelly. Their manners were a little different. They attract a thousand volunteers, but the street mission doesn't have a name. As the story goes, another of the gentlemen says, no, I'm no volunteer, I'm a regular. It's a Salvation Army, and the name sticks. So it was like an advertising slogan. Yeah. And it becomes a full branding concept, as in the 21st century understanding yeah. of branding. The Salvation Army. For her continued ministerial services. Nancy Gazelle is the curator for its museum. The Salvation Army arrives in America in 1880. They're parading through the streets. 
they're loud, they're boisterous. They're using these very entertainer-like quality techniques to gain your attention. And that didn't always fall well. Some churches don't like the competition and Salvationists are persecuted, sometimes violently. What was the breakthrough where people said, oh, maybe they're not so bad? World War I. So this is what did it? This is, World War I changed everything for the Salvation Army, absolutely everything. The Salvationists had the privilege of being the closest to the frontline troops as they came out of combat, and they were also some of the last civilians that they saw before going into combat. They would deliver donuts wherever you wanted them to. You even had pilots dropping notes from the sky saying, I'll be back tomorrow to pick up 500 donuts. And they did. Donuts, cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla, whatever ingredients they can get their hands on. It all starts with Salvation Army volunteers Helen Purveyance and Margaret Sheldon. They start with cakes and cookies on the front lines, but donuts are different. For the troops that they were cooking for, this was that rare special thing that mom would make every once in a while, you know, a couple times a year probably, and it was messy, it heated up the house, it was complicated, but mom did it because she loved you. The Salvation Army is a church, but while most churches are concerned with theology, this one focuses on acts. In World War I, more than 200 Salvationists head to the front lines to provide spiritual counsel, officiate over burials, even mend uniforms. They are the first and last responders. All those acts of kindness changed the opinion of every soldier in the army. And they came home and started telling mom and their girlfriend and their best friend, oh, we need to change our opinion of them because you have no idea how they saved me. The artifacts in the Salvation Army archive tell those stories. Floyd and Minnie Burdick are known as Ma and Pa Burdick of Wisconsin and Illinois. They're among the first to arrive in France. So this is Ma Burdick's Croix de Guerre. She received it from the French government for heroism under combat. She received this for making 324 pies in a 12-hour period under German artillery fire. Salvation Army volunteers are not given weapons, officially. Unofficially, they're given weapons. After all, they may not be actively fighting the enemy, but they're very much in range of enemy fire. Did these people have any idea that people in the United States knew what they were doing? Not a clue. They were going away anonymous and coming home as national heroes where everybody knew their name. They were household names. Why is it important to have their stuff and display their stuff? To me, it's so that way we can tell their stories and relay their stories and give them the credit for what they've done in life. Also, so that way we can learn from their heroism and maybe inspire us to do something better in our own lives. To raise money for the war fund, an official donut day starts in 1918. Some events feature showgirls and wrestling matches. They decide to create a week-long donut event in November, which turns out to be bad timing. And it was really a flop because it, took, it started the day the war ended. 
With the war over, people lose interest. The Depression doesn't help either. But in 1938, Donut Day is resurrected, and more than a century after that first Donut Day, the tradition endures. Salvation Army delivers donuts to veterans whose fighting is now way behind them, but the lesson is still relevant. Duty, sacrifice, and the symbolism behind the donut, there's no place like home. Thanks for listening to Backstory. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review. To watch our full coverage of this story and see some that didn't make it to the podcast, visit us online at WGNTV.com slash Backstory. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.